0: hello hello
1: what's up Clamp? this is the earliest episode we've ever done yes that is true it's really excited to get this one going um welcome back to that's facts with clamp and doug and no excuse me clamp and cougar doug and david whatever you want to call us um yep. this is gonna be a really fun episode um gonna be doing all pack 12 um all pack 12 first team like ours and then uh, we'll be um, diving into what um, some announcements that came out this uh, this past week. So, man, let's do it. Um, yes, sir. We'll, I guess we'll start with you. And I guess if like we can uh, agree on a spot, we can. I'll I'll jump in and say why, and then we can just continue moving position position. So, start on offense. Um, you go ahead at uh, quarterback.
0: I have, and this was one of my easiest decisions, by the way. Jaden Daniels. Okay. Um, it was an easy decision for me. I think he is a superstar. He's very, he's young. He's very talented. You saw at the end of the season, especially against Oregon Ducks, he is the type of quarterback that's going to really change that program around. And I think they win nine, ten games this year. And I think he's right. the best quarterback in the conference. And this was one of my easiest decisions.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um... I think it came down to two guys, Keaton Slovis and, and Jaden Daniels. And it just, it really, it really does depend because we did not see that head to head matchup a year ago because when they did play, Jaden Daniels was injured. So it ended up being Joey Yellen versus Keaton Slovis. So I, I don't know. I, I, I think the, I think I'll give it to Jaden Daniels by hair, but I think Keaton Slovis is really, really good.
0: I agree. I think he's really good, but I think there's a different, there's, um, a difference between really good and great, and I think Jaden Daniels is over that difference into the mm-hmm. great category for me.
1: Okay. I mean, that's fair.
0: Yeah. And I think Keaton falls under the um really good category.
1: hmm I think another quarterback that can be really good next season. Um, if I were to have to name another quarterback that could break out next season, Chase Garbers. Obviously, yeah. Chase Garbers, he has that experience under his belt. Um, cows a really, um, I guess, hyped-up team this season. So, I think that um, Chase Garbers can also um, also be really good.
0: Yeah, I think Garbers, Bentley, and Slovis will all fall under the category of really good this year. Mm-hmm. I believe in those okay. three. And then you have shows Sermon, Cooper, and company that all those guys um, – well, I don't know if even Cooper's going to start for WSU, but those guys are, ta- those guys are um, very talented players that um, we just haven't seen yet.
1: Right. All right. Um. I guess we can go ahead and do the flex position.
0: Oh, yeah. flex before running back. Okay. Um. I
1: went yeah. to Mitric Felton. Okay. Yeah, um, it really came down between a few guys. I mean, I guess you could slide Max Forge in that spot because of his um, pass catching ability and his ability, of course, in the backfield. Um, Another guy that came to mind and who I have here, Jalen Red. Jalen Red was hurt a lot of last year, but he is really, really, really good. You can move him anywhere. I mean, he'd come out of the backfield. He'd be a spot receiver for you. He could be a slot receiver, uh, receiver for you, which is what he did a lot of um, the past two seasons. So if he could be healthy, I think this season he could be a, a really, really big player in, into um into um what am I looking for into uh, Oregon success this season?
0: Yeah, Jalen Red killed um Washington in that game. Jalen Red's a great player, but I think Demetric Felton for UCLA is going to be the focal point of their offense. While Oregon's got Pittman Verdell. Etc. to throw to yeah. and get involved. But I think Felton's the best player for UCLA's offense this year, so he's going to get the ball right. um, the most. And that's what made me, swayed me Felton's way. But I see your thinking, and I see where you're coming from. I think that's mm-hmm. still a very good choice.
1: Yeah.
0: And you can't really go wrong with um some of the players. Even Britton Covey was one that um I considered.
1: Yeah. Another uh, guy that, if, if he can stay healthy, can be really good into um his team's success this upcoming season at running back? Who do you got?
0: Oh, Max Borgie. This one also wasn't close.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, CJ
0: Verdell, a lot of people are arguing him. Um, I think, again, Oregon's offense will be way more spread out. I think Max Borgie leads the Washington State team in touches by a ton. And I think Washington State has other talent, but I think Max Borgie is definitely the best of that talent. Yeah, I think he's our best offensive player. And I think – I think Max Borgie is going to score a lot of touchdowns this year. Um, he's going to – because they're not going to go five wide at the goal line anymore, they're just going to give it to Borgie. Um, mm-hmm. No more Mike Leach system. I think Max Borgie's is going to have um, – I think Max Borgie could be an All-American, not just All-Pac 12. I think he could be an All-American, mm-hmm.
1: first or second team. And I think what's most important in, in discussing Max Borgie is his ability – outside of just getting touches. He's such a distraction in the offense. Um, Everybody's eyes on every play is on Max Wargy. So if you want to, um, I did a breakdown yesterday on my page um, for what we, and I guess this kind of ties into what we'll be talking about later. But um, last season, when Colorado played uh, uh, USC, they were able to set up inside runs a lot, a lot, a lot, and then they were able to do read option. And get, and get to the edge with their athletic – uh, not so athletic quarterback, with their quarterback, um, Steven Montez. So, if you know, if Colorado's able to do that, look at, just think of how WSU will be able to implement that with an athlete as good as Max Borgie and uh, somebody like Cameron Cooper, a quarterback there. That's going to be so huge next season. That so, could be great. So it, it's, just, it's really important just how many eyes on each play is on Max Borgie. Um, next, I guess we can start a wide receiver.
0: Yes. Um. Just um. Each of us on Neymar, two. I went Amon Ross, Saint Brown, and by the slightest of margins, I went Frank Darby.
1: Mm-hmm. Here I went um, Tyler Vaughn and Frank Darby. I really like Tyler Vaughn. Um. I think that I think Amon Ross, Saint Brown is great. Um. But I think that the experience that Vaughn's has, I love his speed and I love his route running. I really do like. Um. I really do like Tyler Vaughn as my guy, and then Frank Darby. I think that was really a no-brainer. He's so he's so good at getting to the ball. Um, really, really fast guy. I, I really do like Frank Darby. Yeah, he's, he's, think, he's just combination of size and speed. It's just it's, it's incredible. I love it.
0: Yeah, and I definitely think the quarterbacks played an influence on this. Two best quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the Pac-12 were are quarterbacking the teams of the two receivers I chose. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe a part of not putting Vons in here is uh, me deciding not to put two USC receivers. That could be risky because stats have to be split up. Right. Um, and I think Darby will get more targets than one or the other USC receivers. So, mm-hmm. and ASU has a good receiving core. It's but it's very young, and Darby's kind of the Darby's the guy that'll hold it down. I think he has a ton of potential to really break out this year.
1: Yeah. Um, another, I guess, an, an honorable mention pick here. It could be Johnny Johnson uh, for Oregon. Oh he, yeah, he came True. up huge in that ASU game. I think he scored three touchdowns. I really do like Johnny mm-hmm. Johnson. I, I you really could put him in those in those two spots. But um, I think Johnny Johnson is another name to mention. Um, also Micah Pittman if he can stay yeah. healthy for Oregon next season. So, um, two guys for for the Ducks that can break out. Um, tight end now.
0: Yeah. Um, I think. Um. Johnny Johnson. If there was a most improved player award in the Pac twelve, it would go. It would have gone to him last year
1: because
0: mm-hmm. he struggled a lot in twenty eighteen, but last year he really broke out as a star for them. But I didn't put him on the list. He was close. He was close, but
1: I went Darby. Mm hmm. All right. Um. Wait, 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 wait restart. My, I just completely left out. I am sorry. We've got tight end. Yeah, tight end.
0: Um. I win. Cade Otten, but it was very oh. close. It was a very tough decision for me, but I did yeah. go Cade Otten.
1: Yeah, uh, I went Cade Otten as well. Um, I think that I think he's going to get a lot more touches than other tight ends in the back 12. I just think that's the way that that, off, that, that Washington offense works. Run the ball over the middle, run the ball up the middle, then play action over the middle to Cade Otten. And it, I think that that alone is just going to get him a lot of touches and just, him, just his ability to catch the ball. He's really reliable. To it, it was my pick here.
0: Yeah, I love Otten. Um I the one guy I didn't want to forget was um Brant Keithy from Utah.
1: Mm-hmm. I he, that's yeah, the, he's really good. Yeah, he, he has a
0: lot of talent. Um, he's kind of the George Kittle of the Pac twelve, except not as good. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he's just the really fast tight end, breaks and tackles, very interesting, mm-hmm. very interesting player. But um, yeah, I did end up going with um
1: Cade. Yeah, I, I think that um Grant Keith is a very also a very important part of that offense. He was last year he was very versatile. He'd line up in the backfield. He'd line up of course um off the line. I think I think that um he's a he's a really versatile guy, so that's definitely a name to mention. Moving to offensive line. Yes. Okay, I'll
0: I'll just go left to right and then you can read yours. Mm-hmm. Um Left to right, Penai Sewell, Jackson Kirkland, Luke Wattenberg, Elijah Vera Tucker, and Abe Lucas.
1: Or uh, name for name, I one hundred percent agree. I love Abe Lucas. I love Abe Lucas a lot. Yeah, I think he's our best offensive lineman. Um, Liam Ryan gets a lot of credit at that spot. Um, but I think if you if you really do just watch the O line, just watch how much of an impact that Abe Lucas really makes on um on what we do. And of course Peenie Seal is probably the best tackle in our college football right now. He's unreal. Unreal.
0: Thank, thank goodness he only has one more year.
1: Right. Well hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully, if he com- if he comes back for his senior year, I might just like boycott college football.
0: Um, two dub players is um not- is um noticeable. Um, I think our offensive line this year has taken a ste- a huge step up. Um, I know we lost Nick Harris and Trey Adams, but I actually think we're putting in more talented players this year.
1: Yeah. Um, and we have I to like replace. Yeah, we have to replace Robert Valencia and Frederick Marigola. We can go, Fred love some fred sucks <laughs> that we don't have sucks that we don't have fred on the o-line but we have another fred coming into in 2021 so the, the team won't fall off too terribly uh, uh, moving to the defensive side i guess we can start a defensive back and then work our way down similar to how we did um, last one okay um you go first i cool. <clears throat> mean um skyler thomas um is safety also um this name's slipping my mind right now. Um, Javon Holland, um, Javon Holland, Trent McDuffie, and uh, Elijah Molden. Um, I love Skylar Thomas. Skylar Thomas, I want to say he was our second leading tackler a year ago. He led the team in interceptions before. Um, and then Trent McDuffie, um, no, excuse me, Elijah Molden. I watched his tape last night. The way that he reads the ball and moves his hips is so impressive. I really do love um, I really do love Elijah Molden, Court course, I same thing. They, the way that they kind of work and bounce off each other, it, it works really well for Washington. And also, Javon Holland, one of the best defensive backs in college football. He's really good at getting to the ball. I mean, you pretty much could you have put, put Thomas Graham here. could have put, um, the Amino Lenore. I really do like that Oregon secondary. But, um, I, I think that Javon Holland definitely gets the edge there.
0: Um... Yeah, um, I had the same um, guys. I went a three, three, five on my defense. Um, so I have Brady Breeze in there as well. Um, okay,
1: okay. So or, if we want to do that, I guess I'll throw Breeze in there as well. Well, no. If we were to do that, I would say because Elijah's, say,
0: Elijah's, a, Elijah's a slot corner, so it's hard to put him on the outside. So I went three. Uh, mm-hmm. I went five DBs. Um, okay, but so
1: if I want the best eleven and
0: guys, and I think five of them are DBs.
1: Yeah. Okay. So. If I were to mm. add another DB, I'd probably say Nick Pickett from Oregon. Pickett. I like him more. Yeah, I like I like him more than Brady Breeze. I just think Brady Breeze is just always in the right spot at the right time. That's I think true. That's why I think that's why he gets a lot of credit that he does on that defense. I think everybody else just around him makes the plays, and Breeze is just kind of there. So yeah, uh I, just, I, I would say Nick Pickett.
0: I love the way um, Breeze um, played in the last um, in the last uh, few games, the big games for Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, the Utah game and the Wisconsin game, Brady breeze was very good and yeah. very aggressive. I thought he was great. Um, but, um, you are right. He is in the right place at the right time. Pretty often. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Molden Trent, same thing. Watch them all the time. They're very, um, they're very fun to watch players. We're just, uh, Washington's a fun to watch, um, defensive scheme in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's a also, it's a little different, but it works
1: so well. Right. I would also recommend to anybody that doesn't know who Skylar Thomas is, please go watch some of his tape. Just watch just watch a few a few, you know, Skylar Thomas highlights. Just watch the way that he reads the ball. He's so good at, at keeping his eyes on the quarterback and moving to the right position. Uh, all of his interceptions from um from 2018 season against Cal, the way that he was just able to watch Chase Garbers get right in there and make the interception is his ability in the Apple Cup to move his eyes with um, Jake Browning. He just kind of lose himself in the back of the end zone and then be able to drop the route. And um and and, and even this season against uh, Steven Montez, he was just there. He was just moving with the quarterback, reading his eyes, and able to get the ball. I Scott love Kyle Thomas. I love, him. Thomas
0: is a great player. Thomas will um I also that's why I also have him. But moving on to the linebacker position. I went Merlin Robinson inside, um, Joe Tryon, and Hamilcar Rashed Jr.
1: Okay, isn't it Rashad Hamilcar?
0: No, it's Hamilcar Rashed.
1: It is? No way. Yeah, his first name's Hamilcar. No, it's not. I swear to God, it's not.
0: It is. I'm 100% sure. I'm pretty sure.
1: (laughs) It is? Yeah. Yo, no way. Wait, for real? Yeah. Yo, that's nice. Wait like, <laughs> for real? You know. Um, this is incredible. This you is, know, incredible. Um, is that Rashad?
0: You know, you would think um it was the other way around, but um it's Hamilcar Rashedi Jr.
1: Um Dude, my day's ruined. I didn't know that. <laughs> that's <laughs> nice.
0: Um the okay. only honorable mention that I'm going to say is um jihad woods. Mm-hmm. Um, he could have been here over Merlin Robertson. I thought Robertson was gonna I just think Robertson's gonna be on a better team and have a better season because he's mm-hmm. gonna be the leader of that team's defense. Um mm-hmm. so I think the team around him has a little bit to do with it, but also I think he's just gonna have a great season in general. Um yeah. and teams with better records tend to get players into the all Pac twelve team easier. All right.
1: All right. Um to me. Uh, pretty much the same thing except that I have um, Jihad Woods on that inside linebacker position. This is ability as a player to just always something he had 120 tackles a year ago I think it might I think it was 122 something like that he's so so good he also had an interception against Stanford had a couple sacks a year ago so I, I love 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 Jihad Woods he's always in the way of something uh, Joe Tryon, must I must I um comment uh Washington State uh, decommit um really good player I really like Joe Tryon. also um this is news to me I'm, I'm, this is insane I don't know why I'm so mind blown by this but I did not know that <laughs> I really did not know this really okay I had no clue I mean I All
0: guess right, uh, I guess Rashad Hamilcar Jr. does sound like a that sounds like a name that could be a name it just sounds right like it just makes
1: sense but it's not his name that's crazy yo know? All right, moving down to the D-line.
0: I went J. Tufeli from USC, Kayvon Thibodeau, and Levi Onzerike. Uh,
1: okay. I would go Jordan Scott from Oregon, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon, and Levi Anzirike. Um Washington, of course. Um, Jordan Scott in... in Thibodeau, they kind of, the way that they just bounce off each other, they're kind of always, you know, working yeah. together to get in the way of play. So if it's not Scott, it's Thibodeau off the edge. And so I really do like that, Um, I really do like those two together. So I, I went, I went Scott in
0: the middle. Those guys aren't built, Scott and Thibodeau, what's interesting about them is neither of them are built like the average defensive lineman.
1: Um. Yeah, right. Scott has uh, like a very um,
0: unique frame. Right?
1: Um, Scott's built like a fullback.
0: Yeah, um, he has yeah very unique frame for a defensive tackle, but it really it's really effective. It's effective, and it's gonna get him drafted. And Thibodeau, he's gonna be a top five ten pick when he's when he's done at Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll be he still has two more years there, of hopefully. Which is horrifying. Two. Yeah, it's scary. Um, he's a great player, and he's gonna be mm-hmm. for a little bit. Um. All right but um so, Levi as a, I expected him to go pro and get picked in the second round mm-hmm. cuz he really could have done that but he stayed at Washington for a senior year which is a huge win for Jimmy Lake getting Molden and Levi to stay for their senior years was um was probably still to this day Lake's best win so far yeah um because I thought with Coach retiring, everyone would all the juniors would go pro. That right. could um, because I figured they all committed to Coach Peterson. Why would they? Why would they stay for the next coach? But they did. Um, and Elijah Molden even said, "I'm gonna um, attribute this this season's attribute to Coach Lake." Something along those lines. Um, mm-hmm. So um, I really appreciate. Um, I mean, it shows the appreciation people have for the program. They want to come back. Um, Right. And that's really exciting about Levi. Um, I want Jay Tufeli just because um, everyone keeps talking to me about his potential. So I really thought um, he'd be a good option. He didn't have the greatest numbers, but I know he's going to be pretty much an every down player for USC this year. I watched a little bit of him, and um, look, he seems to have a lot of potential. I think he needs to raise that sack total from four and a half to um, about – seven, eight, nine in order to get into the um all pack twelve team, but a lot of people mm-hmm. um are pretty excited about this guy, so I did decide to shoe him in here. Um mm-hmm. but Scott is a better Scott had a better um seat C- 2019. So
1: yeah. definitely
0: still a good choice. And I think that caps it off. Yeah
1: it does. No, we
0: we can have kick returner. <laughs>
1: Okay, uh, well, so if we're gonna do that, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, put in Dimitri Felton for uh, UCLA, since I didn't have him earlier. Okay. Okay. and then I guess if we I guess we want to do kicker. I'll say Blake Mazza, uh, Washington State, and then uh, punter, Michael Turk, ASU, got his extra year of eligibility after not getting drafted. So I'll say I'll say Turk.
0: Yeah, um, Turk for punter. I'm gonna go Peyton Henry for kicker. All Pac-12 second team, I believe, last year. Um, pretty much as I think he's missed one or two kicks since the, um, Oregon debacle, missing the 37 yarder to beat Oregon that day. Um, mm-hmm. that one still hurts. Um, <laughs> but, um, since that kick Peyton Henry has been automatic. So I, I'm going to go him and, enough. um, for punter. Yeah. Turk. Um, and for returner. It's between Mikael Wright and um, Felton for me, because Wright had a couple of touchdowns. And since I have Felton, I'm gonna do the
1: opposite. Yeah, you're go with mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So tallying up, I, I Washington had the most on the teams, right? Six. Six mentions. I want to say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Andrew and K. Tryon, two linemen, and then Molden and McDuffie. Yeah, six. So, I guess Washington, the 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 leader of, of our pack, all Pac-12 teams.
0: Yes, and um, Oregon, I believe had. For me, they had Sewell. Um, Sewell, three. Kavon.
1: Scott, for you, not me. Um. So for for me, they had um, wait, it's two two on the on Sewell. And then two the second, they had five for me. So six for Washington, five for Oregon for me. I had four. Uh, Oregon could have had more.
0: Um, because I know Jordan Scott. But um, Oregon has a lot of players that would be second place, like on my list, like Demetrius Felton, mm-hmm. um, and J- and Jalen Red. Yeah. Um, um, Webb. The, is it Spencer Webb? Spencer
1: Webb. Yes, yeah, Spencer yeah. Webb.
0: Um, he was probably second or third behind Otten. Um, Verdell was second behind Borgie. So Oregon's got yeah. so many guys that were really close to cutting to cutting the list for me to the point where they could
1: have had nine. Yeah, but just the way it's I mean, we, I mean, we we pretty much could have put that whole Oregon secondary in our first teams. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're, they're really well, good. you can't
0: snub Elijah Molden behind some of those guys.
1: Yeah, but 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 still, I guess you can make an argument for. For those um, Oregon defensive backs.
0: Yeah, but um, I, I wouldn't go that route.
1: <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, moving on. Uh, it was announced that the Pac-12 was going to try and transition into a 10, um, 10 game season, and um, so add one game to their um, their previous uh, conference slate, and so that means that um. Clamp, I guess you can go ahead and, and, and list the list the matchups off. So I can't remember off the top of my head. Well, I just remember USC, Washington.
0: USC WSU. Right. Um, we have um we have Washington, UCLA. We have Oregon, I believe Oregon is at Utah. Utah right? Yeah, at Utah, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Um Arizona versus Cal and mm-hmm. um, let me see here, Colorado versus the beeves and ASU versus Stanford.
1: Okay. So I think, I mean, I think they did a pretty good job of making the matchups even. I think that um Cal's going to run through Arizona. I think that um, Arizona state and Stanford will be close, but I think Arizona state gets the, gets the, gets the victory. Um, I think Oregon State's better than Colorado, but I don't know. That game will be a crapshoot. Um, Oregon Utah is going to be a, a good matchup in the Pac-12 championship. A year ago, I really, really will be interesting to see um, what that um, what that uh, Utah uh, team is going to look like this season. And then of course, we, we discussed um, UCLA Washington a week ago, and then of course USC Washington State. Um, of course, um, USC Washington State. I did the breakdown a day ago um, on my page, uh, talking about what, <clears throat> what 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 are some things we could do to to knock off USC. Um, I think that it will definitely be a shootout when we meet them. Air raid versus run and shoot. Right. Um, but I think, yeah, I think they did a pretty good job of making making the matchups even.
0: I mean, that Washington State defense has practiced against the air raid for years, um, so right. that's a, that's a good sign. First of all. Um, mm-hmm. I think the best game out of these is, like, the m- e- the closest matchup is, um, Oregon State and Colorado. Yeah, for
1: sure.
0: Um, Oregon State, I hey. mean, both of them are towards the bottom of the conference. Um, right. I only, see, I only see the winner of this game be having a good chance to be bowl eligible. Yeah. Um. I can see that. It's, I believe it's in Corvallis, but no fans. But I'll still say I'll give Oregon State like a three-point spread on that one. Uh,
1: yeah. If if we were to do predictions right now, go through those games and, and give me your picks.
0: I'll take Cal over Arizona, and I think that's an easy one.
1: Yeah.
0: I will take ASU over Stanford, though it's in pa- Palo Alto, so... That's not oh, they don't have
1: fans anyway. I don't. I don't think that that makes much of a difference.
0: With no fans, maybe, but it's it's always been a difficult place for everyone in the pack to play. Mm-hmm. But I'll give ASU like a eight point spread. I think they win by more than seven, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Colorado, Oregon State. Yeah, like I said, Oregon State in a close one. I'll take Oregon over Utah. Not easy. Not easily, but I do think they're. By a little bit of a margin
1: we give them like team. A, Yeah. We give them like a, a, a touchdown spread. Yeah. I don't, that, I don't think that it's any more than that. I
0: think, I what, said what, I think what, Washington's what better. I think Washington getting UCLA is a great win for the Huskies. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't like starting Lake's career going up against Michigan. If Peterson yeah, was still yeah, at right. Washington, I would have loved to play that game. And I still would have loved to see the game. It's just good football, but um, – at the end of the day, I think it's better for Lake to start off with a start off with a win. And I'm not saying UCLA is an automatic win; they're not a D two team, but um, I think we
1: can beat them. Yeah, because Washington fans have um, most Washington fans. I'm not going to speak for you because you're you're one of the ones that I actually enjoy talking to. Um, a lot of Washington fans are have very unrealistic expectations, so I think that. Um. um Lake would feel a lot of backlash if y'all did lose that Michigan game, which I don't think is fair to him. So I, I agree. I think that it is a it's it's much better for him to start against uh, yeah. uh, an opponent like losing he's like, to
0: Michigan would be losing to a head coach that's been to a Super Bowl and a head coach that's won ten plus games year in and year yeah, out.
1: Exactly. Just such this narrative around Jim Harbaugh that he's just some terrible coach yeah. or, or what and whatnot, which is completely false. It's not true. It, it's not true. Have they underperformed to Michigan standards in his tenure there? Yes, you yes. have. Well, well, okay. So the Michigan stand, Michigan standard is beat Ohio State, right? right. So, right.
0: If he, so
1: if so, if so, if you're gonna if you're gonna look at the records in comparison to what Brady Hope did, he has turned this program around, right? But since he hasn't been since he hasn't been able to beat um, Ohio State, that doesn't that doesn't matter. And so I think that's why he gets so much hate. That's and, um, a success,
0: and it may have an asterisk on it because you can't beat Ohio State. But I still think that's unfair, because yeah, I agree. Because Michigan gets about fifteen to—they're about around the top fifteen in recruiting every year, but not top five, not top eight. Ohio State's in the top five to three every single season. So, right. um. Well, he, he finishes ranked around the area
1: where he's ranked in recruiting at least um, yeah top 15 top 10 he's sneaking there sometimes
0: i mean one year top five with the Jabril peppers mm-hmm. team i think jim by uh,
1: the way by a, the way i don't
0: think he's the he's a top tier coach but i think he's the second level of coaches i think he's, a, he's by, a the,
1: by the way very good coach yeah by the way JT was short Michigan won that game but we can we can Weep about that later. I really want Harbor to listen to this episode so he can hear that part.
0: Yeah, I think. Um, I do think um, Michigan should have won that game, anyways. Though they should, they had other opportunities. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I will never blame a game on one call or one um
1: one yeah. decision,
0: we'll with check. the exception being Super Bowl forty nine. That really just came down to one play call. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day. I mean, there were other plays in that game that made the score what it was going into that play, but at the end of the but there weren't yeah, many,
1: that- there were not many. <laughs> there were not many. Um, okay. So back to back to the picks. If I were to pick, I'd say Cal 10 plus I, I, I think that they dominated Arizona in um, Berkeley, too. Arizona state. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Arizona state. I think that they uh, pull it out against Stanford. I think it will be, I think it will be close. I think it will be like 24, 21. Some, some in that range. Uh, Oregon State and Colorado, like I said, is not going to be a good game. I don't have a lot of confidence in um, in um, Colorado's offense next season. But um, I think if they can rely on that run with um, with um, Alex Fontenot and uh, quick, quick hitters to KD Nixon, I think that, that offense – I think that they can – I guess they can figure it out. So I think that low scoring in a 2017 game um, – in in Corvallis Um, or in Utah it really just depends on how how uh, Utah starts next season Um, I couldn't give you a score prediction because that game could be all over the place honestly but I think Oregon wins Um, Washington UCLA I I think Washington can hold them under under 10 points Um, uh, I really I really do like that Washington defense Um, I think Washington wins uh, say like Twenty-eight to ten, something like that. Um, and then Washington State USC. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. Of course, um, it'll be in Los Angeles. I got myself. I'm. I'm gonna put this on myself. I got it mixed up a lot, considering that we had played in LA last. But since they only had um four home games, that that means that they would have to add us oh, another right. one to make it five and five. To make it five and five. So it'll be in Los Angeles. Um, really don't think that makes much of a difference considering there probably won't be any fans. Um, so I'll say, as of right now, I'll say USC 41-38, but that's sway can, can can score for sure. Or that score can sway, excuse me. So, um, yeah, that, that's my prediction for those games.
0: I I um, I don't know if I trusted on Washington State's offense to score 38 yet. I like their players. I like their – I like their offensive mind as a coach, but, um, mm-hmm. it just, it just depends on if they're ready. I, I think there could be some teams coming in not exactly ready yet for the season. Um, I think Washington's also one of those teams. I think our defense will be ready, um, day one. Yeah. I agree. Uh, but, um, Jacob Sermon and, um, hopefully Cam Davis at running back, it's probably going to be Richard Newton. Um, they could, they're both, they both could be new starters. Um, 'Cause even Newton was a little bit behind Savon Ahmed in terms of getting carries. And then um mm-hmm. Bynum was a key player for us only late in the season though, when he started to come on. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of inexperience. I love Terrell Bynum though. He's a he's going be mm-hmm. a great player for us. He has a great work ethic off the field. Um but yeah, I just think my point is um I think um Washington State just might not be as ready um with the new coach. And that could be right. my only issue because even Jimmy Lake was in house. Um, yeah. I think Colorado will suffer from that as well. And that's why I'm picking Oregon state because they're keeping Jonathan Smith around.
1: Mm-hmm. In- so the way that I, the way that I look at it, <clears throat> there's some teams in the pac 12 that I don't trust, but I trust players, like I trust athletes on those teams. So for, um for, um, 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 I'm blanking right now. So for uh, Washington, like I trust, I trust Richard Newton in, in that office. I trust Kate on that office. I don't necessarily trust that office, but I trust those two players to make plays. Um, Colorado next season. I don't trust that. I don't trust that team, but I trust Nate Landman and, um, and um Montana. I trust those two guys. So like if you if you just like go through teams, like there's some teams I just don't trust next season, but I trust some players to make big impacts on those teams. You get what I'm saying? I
0: agree, and Max Bordy's also one of those guys for me. Um I,
1: I, I trust this team. I really do. You trust you I trust really the team.
0: Do. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Um I say this because I say this because of how much production we have coming back. You do have a lot um, coming back. We have a lot of starters coming back, especially on that defensive side. On the defense all we really had to place was um Nom Aguayo, Carson Block and um Marcus Strong. And um <clears throat> and I think and <clears throat> excuse me. And I don't think this is a bash to those guys, but I think that we're getting better in those spots. Just personally. I think that we I think that we improve in those spots because we have guys like Monte McDougall, um, Dallas Hobbs, of course Shahad Woods, Justice Rogers, um a, a, a lot of talent. Skylar Thomas, of course. So I, r- I really do like this defense. I, and I, I wish we, I wish we had Vice speaking in season. I really, I really wish we did. He's so, so good. Um, but yeah, so I, I really do trust this team. Uh, of course, Renardo, Tay Martin, Jameer Calvin back healthy this season on that offensive side. So I really, really do like. Um, I really do like our team, honestly. I, just, I think the only question mark, of course, is that quarterback. I think they will be able to definitely figure that out early in the season.
0: I agree. Um, <laughs> and same goes for Washington. I think losing um, Hunter Bryant um, and Savon Ahmed, I think we can bring in um, better players at those positions. Whether, mm-hmm. I mean, Kate Otten will get more tight end targets, luckily. I like Kate Otten. I think Kate Otten's more consistent than Hunter. Hunter has drops, mm-hmm. Hunter has mistakes. Um, Kate doesn't drop the ball. I don't think Kate had a drop yeah. last year. Um,
1: right.
0: And um uh other than Miles Bryant, we didn't lose any defensive starters and Miles Bryant um Miles Bryant was a very good player for all um, four years at Washington, so I'm going to miss him, but at the same time um we're bringing back um the we're bringing back safeties with plenty of playing experience cuz we don't only use 4 DBs. So um, a lot. So everyone else coming back. So we have we have six DBs coming back with good playing experience. Um, so I think um that bodes really well mm-hmm. for Washington. Uh, I think you can basically say we bring back our whole defense, even though Miles Bryan's gone. So I think both Washington and Washington right. State will have. Hello.
1: Hey, there we go. All right. All, always hating on the grind, man. Yep. Trying, to knock us, trying to knock us off. All right, um, we're back. Um, unfortunate, <laughs> but, yeah, but we are um, here. But we are here to record, um, the second part of of this podcast. Um, yeah, I guess I guess we kind of go into the recruiting that uh, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about today. Um, ASU has, I think they got what four commitments on one day the other day. Um, yeah. And that's like the and, second time that's happened. Yeah, that's insane. Um, I'll read the name, names off for you. Let's see here. First, they got uh, Marcus Embo. Um, and then got a uh, punter, Eddie, because I'm not reading that. And then uh, Isaiah Glass, and then Eric Gentry. So they went absolutely insane. All guys that we expected to commit a little bit earlier than what they did, but um, they ended up committing anyway, which continues the the stretch of dominance that ASU has been going on.
0: Yeah, not to mention um, Austin Berry. Um, mm-hmm. I yesterday, yes. Yeah, um, he
1: committed yesterday, right.
0: So that makes five in a few days. And pretty much their whole um, their whole recruiting, their whole class comes from July.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Oh, that is Thank a good name to say.
1: I, I, I mean, I can try. I can attempt it. So- Shap that that's what I'm gonna go with. <laughs> there we go. Shaplicky? Chaplicky, something. Like <laughs> that. Shap-licky. I mean, I I mean nah, odds of him listening are slim. So if you hear this, um, we uh, tried. Yeah, we tried. <laughs> yeah, good good luck to you, Eddie. Right, um, and then of course, I think it was two days ago. Fred Tompkins committed to Washington State. You know that's. Really important to to us here at the back chat. <laughs> that was uh, yeah, a, a great takeover for us. Um, but yeah, I really I really like Fred Tompkins. He's he's good good player, good tackler. You know, I like Fred. Glad glad that glad that he's a coog.
0: Well, um, I'm glad for you. Um, Washington's <laughs> had Washington's had nothing nothing going on. We had Brock Bowers uh, – Brock Bowers was in Seattle um, for the oh, past yeah. couple yeah. of days. Um, there was somebody that was telling me um, they saw Brock Bowers with um, Sam Heward. They didn't say anything. Um, nothing was nothing was seen or anything. But they saw Brock Bowers with um, Sam Heward. Another interesting recruiting thing that just happened, um, oh, yeah. five-star Leonard Taylor got a Miami crystal ball. Oh,
1: nice. And then mm-hmm. – uh, On the top four,
0: seven, he's the number four player in the country. Really? Yes. And Miami just got the number nine player in the country, James Williams. Right. Mm -hmm. So if Miami, and they're supposedly leading for Jason Marshall, another five star as well. Right. So is Miami coming back?
1: (laughs) I don't know. But I mean, this is crazy because Miami had like no recruiting news early, really. Like there's nothing really, you know, happening for them and just out of nowhere got a commitment from from williams and in mind you williams had no crystal balls from miami he was all georgia like he was what? pretty much he was a georgia lot like it was georgia or nothing and it just out of nowhere um goes to miami so i don't i don't i i not i guess they got more funding or something i don't know but that's crazy
0: yeah and uh the Hurricanes trying. I've been trying to bring this program back for a lot of years now. They were, um, they had that one really good year with I believe Malik Rozier at quarterback. Right, um, 2017. That defense right. was really good. Yep, that was a good team. And then they, since then they have completely um imploded mm-hmm. to the point they where they to, to the point where they are six and seven and losing bowl games to Louisiana Tech, I believe.
1: Yes. And Louisiana. getting
0: shut out by them. Mm-hmm. No less. So uh, Miami needed a resurgence if Manny Diaz wanted to keep his job, and they right. sure start. It sure seems like they're about to get one,
1: right? Um, and then uh, of course Damon Payne committed to Alabama earlier today. Um oh, which huge. I guess I guess was expected, um, but rumors were kind of swirling that he liked ASU a lot, but um, that that ended up not being um being the choice for, for Payne.
0: Yeah, I mean I think he needed a visit and want he needed a visit to Tempe, but he also wanted to commit um earlier than it would have taken to get a visit. So
1: mm-hmm. he
0: just made the decision to go Bama. Can't go wrong going with Bama when you're a five star defensive tackle. All right. Um so yeah um and also there was a little bit of news um Corey Foreman Steve Wilkethon came out and said he's close to giving LSU a crystal ball for Corey Foreman.
1: Right.
0: Um, That is – that whole recruitment is huge and has been interesting. It's involved a commitment and a decommitment already. Mm -hmm. Um, I I really think Corey Foreman is – I mean, is the number one player in the class. Obviously, he's going to make whoever he commits to very happy. Um, I think sure. he's a very interesting um, prospect.
1: Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, Anything else? Not recruiting-wise. Like, when it comes to me, I'm more of like, uh, I could care less about recruiting. I just want to watch the games, and I can tell you everything. I can tell you everything about the college football history. I can tell you everything about a game. Mm-hmm. Recruiting, <laughs> that's not really my thing. So, so that's that's what we have clamp on here for. He's he's my recruiting guy, and then of course we got we got forks in the chat that helps us. Um, yes, that's um, our recruiting guy. He's yes. he loves that stuff. So, yeah. Of course, of course. Um. Yeah, man. Um. Before we go, give me three over and underaged teams for this uh, upcoming season. If we do have a season, of course. Um,
0: over and underrated teams. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think.
1: All right, no, I'll go ahead and go. Um, three overrated: North Carolina. Um, not to say that I don't think that they're a good team. Yes, I do, but I don't think that they're. I don't think they're any better than Virginia Tech. I mean, they lost to them a, a year ago. Um, I. I I just people give Sam Howell a lot of credit in which he deserves, but I don't think that he's the second best player in the um in the ACC, which is, I think that's what twenty four seven sports said, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. I So I think that I think that um that that's my number one team. Um also overrated, overrated, overrated. Um man. Overrated. Um Georgia, um, I don't. I think I think Florida is a better team. Mm. I don't. I, I do think, too. I don't think that. I don't think that Georgia is, is even winning the East. Is in in as goes to far to say that they'll be a playoff team is 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 wrong. Um, it's overrated.
0: Their defense is legit, but I'm not yeah, their defense is legit. I'm not a believer yeah. in their offense.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, who else is an overrated team, man? I really just wanted to do the segment and just talk about how I'm not a North Carolina fan. I really just wanted to get that off my chest. If I'm gonna be one hundred percent honest, I don't like North Carolina this season. And I guess I'll go ahead and say, um, I guess I'll say USC because a lot of people have them in their in their back um, twelve championship, and I think that that um, spot goes to ASU. I think they're a better team when healthy than um, ASU, or then excuse me, than USC is. And then for underrated, I'll say Louisville, Virginia Tech, and Washington State. You know, I say Washington State because a lot of people are just like all the like way. I've, like, yeah, I've
0: seen you guys at four and eight in particular.
1: Yeah. Like, like, people automatically assume that we're just going to be terrible this season because we don't have Mike Leach. And that's the furthest from the truth. Look at the roster. Look at the production that we're bringing back. And look at just how much talent is going to be on that season going on. Um, going to be on that team going into next season. It's just not right to think that that we're going to be 4-8, 2-10, whatever the case may be. That's just incoherently false.
0: Here are my overrated teams. Um, The number one overrated team coming into this season This is a hard choice. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm gonna go Penn State. I think they're very overrated. Okay. I think they're yeah. legit, but they're overrated at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think they're a New Apparently Year's six good. team. I've seen them in playoff predictions. I've seen them people, I've seen a few people predict them to actually defeat Ohio State.
1: Yeah, they're they're
0: going way after. too far. I'm not an entire I'm not entirely a believer in this Penn State team. I think they're a good team. I think they're a two to three loss team. Like a great, they're a very good team. But uh-huh. I could see them losing um, to Michigan. I I and I think they would. And I I I can guarantee you. I will guarantee you right here they will lose to Ohio State. Put 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 the
1: cash on it. Put the cash on it. I will. Just, just put just put just put the stamp on that one. But I agree with you though. You're right. They're not beating Ohio State. Um, and I've seen people
0: say they will, but in, uh, yeah, I'm no. Yeah, not no. a believer in
1: it. Um.
0: You know what? The number two overrated team? Oh, I'm going to get a hate for this. The Washington Huskies. Whoa. Hold on a second.
1: Why? Okay. I have seen go us ahead. getting predicted to I go 11
0: this. and 1, 10 and 2, over and over and over again.
1: Um, okay, I think, seen... there's, I think there's, there's only one person who's really saying that, though, right? I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> <I> think, <laughs> no, we, no, 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 no. I think um, we, <laughs>
0: I'm in Huskies chats, and there's people you can tell have been fans for a long time, and there are people you can tell have not been fans for a long time. Um, there are people that have been through a new coach before. There are also people that have had Pete Carroll and Chris Peterson their whole time being fans of a football team. Um,
1: right.
0: I have switched coaches before. Chris Peterson went 7-5, and five, I believe, his first year as a coach. We have more talent than that team. I will give us that. Um, you know what? I just think that 10 predicting us at 10 wins is ridiculous. And that's what most people, a lot of people are doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we win nine games, (laughs) but I don't think we're severely overrated. I think we're a good football team, but you know what? I'm a little sick. I'm a little sick of people thinking we're, um, going to win the pack. I don't think we're going to win the pack 12. I, I truly <laughs> don't i truly believe what i'm saying i think we're overrated a little bit
1: okay <laughs> man man rant. i felt that through my soul I i'm a little sick hard.
0: of it i i and you know what i don't think we're a top three overrated team honestly i just had to get out that um our fan base is um overrating our team Unrealistic. i don't think mm-hmm. we're one of the like i think texas is more overrated than us uh, I think say Texas. I, th- I think we're more likely to get ten wins than Texas,
1: but I don't know. I, I, I like Sam Ellinger. Me
0: too. I don't like the rest of their team, but I like Sam Ellinger.
1: That's
0: fair. <laughs> Just happens that I don't like the rest of their team, but yeah, Washington. Um,
1: crap. I had to put them on. Uh, mm-hmm. another team that I forgot to mention: uh, Oklahoma, State. Um, Ooh, Oklahoma State. yes, like, a lot of, yes. A lot of people said that they're going to go N.Y. Six. They're not. <laughs> they're really not. Um, they say I, I've I've seen in um in just the past couple of days that they have the best um running back wide receiver QB duo arguably in the country, which is also not true. Tyler Wallace is incredible, and I'm not gonna doubt that. Tyler Wallace is great. Um, is uh, it... no, I'll get I'll is get to that in Sanders? second. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, great, extremely good. top two running back in college football. But then we get to um uh, yeah Spencer Sanders um he is not, not that good, good. <laughs> no um, i can I, exactly I, I can i can list four to five big 12 quarterbacks better than him in the big 12 alone you know so i i don't think that i i don't think that he is um that he deserves the credit of of you know one of the best you know quarterback wide receiver um and, and and whatever, so I, I think that I had to get them um, out of the way. Oklahoma states were way, way overrated
0: yeah, I completely agree, but um I actually have them and te- them in Texas as my two and three actually i 'm not going to say washington's one of the most of, because Washington is very overrated by its fan base by its own fan mm-hmm. base, which is normal yeah um, mm-hmm. uh, it, I think that's a little more normal than um Team the teams that are, if we're talking about on a national scale, I think Oklahoma State and Texas are more overrated than us. But mm-hmm. um, just inside the Washington fan base, I've seen people try to make actual arguments that we can win a national championship.
1: That's insane.
0: I have That's seen insane. that. Insane. And you know what? I yeah. believe in my players. I will not pick against us. Um, probably all season.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Like I'm not predicting a 12 and 0 season, but while we're going game by game, I will probably pick Washington to win every single game. Right. But um, because I believe in my but team, really, I like my player. I yeah. talk to the players.
1: I like them. They're good people. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But when it comes to when it comes to football, that's not a national championship team.
0: No, I don't think I so either. Yeah. I mean, that's... I mean, objectively, no. I wouldn't have said LSU is yeah. though. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Okay. True, but that's gonna be an argument that's gonna be made for the next twenty years. I would have thought LSU, and uh, yeah, but still. I mean, you would have thought um,
0: LSU after week
1: two, but <laughs> exactly right. Like it, it, it really is hard to predict a national champion before the season. It's it's hard to do because you can cause you can get your you can get your order of teams that are always gonna be in the discussion: Alabama, Iowa State, um, Oklahoma, um, uh, teams like that. And then you'll have teams that, are like, you know, they have a lot of talent returning and they're really good at second-level team teams. And then you'll have teams that are, like, you know, dark horse playoff spots. And then, like, LSU would have been, like, a lot of returning production, you know what I'm yeah, saying, last sure. season. So, like, so I think that the LSU argument is, is stupid.
0: Yes. And um, um, this will be my last point. Um, yeah. Um, oh, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? Um, I, uh, I went game by game on my Instagram, actually, um, at the Clam Cod and, um, we, uh, I had us going to, um, 10 and two because I thought that's our, I think that's our ceiling, but the fact that everyone uh-huh. is predicting and expecting our ceiling, yeah, um, right. is very, um, it's a little concerning about how the fan base is going to react. I see the way they react to recruiting. We're 21st and people are angry. Um, all right. I'm okay. With, I like twenty first. I like twenty first with a new coach and an uncertain mm-hmm. offense.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's
0: <laughs> good. I, I like that's, that. good, that's a good yeah. thing. I mean, our DB recruit is a little choice. weird because we should be doing well there, but um, mm-hmm. that's the only cons- that's the only thing I'm mad about right now. We're still in play right. for Ethan Calvert, Brock Bowers, and two five stars. Exactly. I don't think we're leading for any of those people, but I think we're in play <laughs> for all of them. Um, I think that y'all,
1: are, I think you are leading for Bowers at this point. Honestly,
0: there's a chance. I mean, nobody knows what his thoughts on going visiting Seattle or it was. Yeah, I know Seattle. Okay, that I, is, I he Seattle's it. a nicer city than Athens, Georgia. Um,
1: yeah,
0: and Sam Heward Sam Heward hosted him. I liked, I liked what we did there. But Br- Bowers hasn't. I mean, no insiders have given us any um indication that we lead there. But Bowers would be a right. huge get um mm-hmm. and there's a tight end that just left usc 2020 class that can come to washington which would be huge but um i have to um go so i think we should um stop it here i think we're out of topics we are um right. if you have so, any last things to say
1: um no man i, I have nothing else and thank you guys for listening awesome, and um, i am going you to get a lot of hate support. for
0: this podcast I really hope nobody listens to this podcast.
1: I <laughs> uh, I'll just make sure not to not to plug it. We'll just we'll just leave it. I'll, plug, leave it, I'll plug it. I'll plug it. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. Um it's been it's been us. Uh we'll see you guys next time. Peace out. Peace.